Hi there, it's the Kid Advocate, Samitia Jordan. I work here at the RCY on the Youth Social Media team, and this is an introduction of series of podcasts where I would like to share my story. I would like to communicate my experiences with being in continuous cycles, how I got through it, and hopefully solutions to how I dealt with the situations. The objective of why I would like to express my experiences is to hopefully encourage other youth to voice theirs too, because that is what's going to change the system. In my perspective, the government and business organizations are so busy with many different things it's hard to get their full attention, as well as sometimes they don't fully know how to fix things because it's hard when you don't know what to fix. Sometimes they just go off facts and statistics or the voices that can catch the people's attention. For example, one of the things that they have become aware of is that permanency is a priority and aging out is something we need to work on. But how? What things do they need to do in order to make this better? And how should they approach the situation? They need to hear from the youth and the people working and or living in these circumstances. At first, I never thought of it that way. I used to just get frustrated and angry with my worker when she would take weeks to do things and forget, or she didn't communicate with me, until my youth worker at the time said to tell her how I feel, make some noise. Workers have 30-plus caseloads to work with. That means at least 30 kids she is responsible for. Sometimes you have to do something yourself or just continuously remind her. Hands down, we can agree there needs to be improvements on the system. However, we need to work together. We have to make a little noise and let them know our experiences in order for them to know what to fix. I would like to say the topics I'm about to talk about may be triggering for you. I will be talking about subjects that involve abuse such as neglect, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and mental health. If they are and you do feel triggered, I highly encourage you to reach out to your supports and keep in contact with people. It's hard to hear and talk about, but we will get through this. That'll be the introduction for um, my series of podcasts. I hope you stay tuned for the first chapter. There is no doubt in my mind that a parent loves their child. However, when one is incapable of loving themselves, it makes it a lot harder to show love to another person. Although this can be the case in some situations, I do believe that there are some parents that are fighters. In fact, some will give up their dreams to prioritize the needs of their child. Perhaps sometimes people are unable to control the directions their lives take, but with some healthier decisions comes new beginnings. As a teenager, my mom was a smart and resilient character. She was not only an excellent student, she had a dream to be the first woman to play in the NBA. In my own belief, this was one of the only things that allowed her to be a kid. She happened to hit some pretty hard bumps in the road too early in life. As a result, she grew up too quickly and was found in some pretty grown-up situations. When she was 15 years old, she got pregnant with me. At this time, my mom was in foster care, and growing up, any show of affection was shown as a weakness. Therefore, my mom didn't have anyone to show her love. So that being said, my mom kept me. Her view on life changed, and I became something worth fighting for. For November 8, 1999, at 7.54 a.m., 8 pounds and 4 ounces. I know because my mom never let me forget. 
because my mom was 16 and I put her through 72 hours of labor. She had a great foster mom at the time. I call her Nana. Unfortunately, my Nana was unable to provide for my mom and I for a longer period of time. However, my Nana was not about to kick us to the curb. So that being said, she advocated for my mom to be on a youth agreement. A youth agreement is an agreement made through the child welfare system to support youth that are living independently. Within time, my mom was able to figure things out from there. Four years later, I had three siblings. My mom at the time did not have a lot of support, which caused her to get lost for a little while. Her partner at the time struggled with abuse substance-wise, emotionally, and physically. My mom had to grow up around that, so it became normal. That being said, his struggles then became hers. At this point, both my guardians were incapable of providing proper care for my siblings and I. For that reason, one of my siblings and I ended up in foster care and the other two went to live with their family relative. For three and a half years, we were unable to live with my mom. However, during this time, she went to treatment, parenting classes, meetings, and court. There were social workers who would tell her to give up because she was clearly not a good mom. My mom used to tell me you can do anything if you put your mind to it and she showed me that this theory is true. She got up, brushed off the dirt, and kept running. She also said, don't say you can't because you can't. And when the social worker said you can't, my mom screamed, I can't. My mom fought and fought, and I'm more proud of her than words can describe. And she made a remarkable recovery. After that significant amount of time, I made it home for Christmas. The best part about it is I had a family, my mom and my siblings. We hit quite a few bumps in the road on the way, had a few people come and go, but we stuck together. My mom made a great life for us. She broke the cycle and made some healthier decisions. As a result, she met an amazing partner. They have a house together with my siblings. However, I had my own struggles then and did not live with my family at the time. But my mom was with me every step of the way. As I stated earlier, some healthier decisions creates new beginnings. After my youngest sibling was born, my mom was told she was unable to have any more kids. That devastated her. Thirteen years later, my mom was eligible to adopt. Now I have a baby sister, and what can I say? She's a gift of life. Well, my mom didn't end up in the NBA, but it's in my belief that she doesn't regret it. Within time, she ended up going to college and graduating in construction. But she keeps her options open and now wants to go back and be a mentor for parents wanting to get their kids back. The meaning of life is a choice made within the individual. Within time, you will have to make that choice, or life will make it for you, quoted by my math teacher. Although my mom was unable to control the direction life took her, she got a grip on it and just ran. Don't say you can't because you can, because you can do anything as long as you put your mind to it. Make sacrifices. Who knows, it may not be as bad as you think. Pain and struggle are only temporary, and tomorrow is a new day. This is all I have for this chapter, and join me next time for chapter 2.